The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And things are looking up for our Oakan Raiders. Yes, and even other people can see it too. But on another note, I am all down with, of course, the NCAA basketball tournament. I understand that it's important. I understand that it's a sporting event. But the mar- madness in March Madness is the frickin' media for crying out loud. I don't give a crap whether Stellar Syracuse didn't make the cut or did. It really doesn't make any difference anyway. Because it's just like the football tournament in the winter. It's all relative. Let the kids play basketball. The madness. I'm sick and tired of it. The media has gone on to some kind of feeding frenzy on this this event, and it's out of control. It's madness because, personally, as a sports fanatic myself, I just see overkill. There are 600 free agents in free agency, and all we hear is about how Syracuse got bonked. Well, that's a bunch of bullshit because there's other things going on in sports besides March Madness. I think it's a joke. I'm sick and tired of it because it's pissing me off. Well, whatever. So, on to show 138. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know about my city? The city of Oak. Oh, don't you know? Do you know about my city? The city of Oak. Oh, don't you know? Now let's take a little trip down memory lane. The Raiders might drive a new car into Oak Town. We're talking about David Carr from the Houston Texans might be coming to Oak Town. I'll talk a little bit on that. Of course, we'll talk about the free agent choices and what we have done. Like I said, we would wait till the end and pick up what's good, and that's exactly what has happened. Now, of course, Moss Talk is going to have to be a regular event on the Raider Nation podcast until Candy Moss hits the road, takes his bags, and drags his skinny little ass to somewhere else so we can move on. That's the last real thing I see the Raiders have to take care of in business. Let me remind you of the bone line. That's 1-800-620-7181. 1-800-620-7181. Throw us a bone, just like, of course, Raiders 18 PSL has thrown us a bone. And here it is. Yes, Mike Larry. Raider 18, PSL, FLA. Are you excited, nation? Dominic Rose, two years. If you ain't excited, let's get excited. Gotta love it. Yeah, he's a little pumped up about the Dominic's Road signing, aren't you? I'm sure everybody's eyebrows are up. All the haters are out saying, of course, he's a has-been, blah, blah, blah. We've seen it already. We've heard it already. But it's a great acquisition for the Raiders, and it is a great acquisition for our running attack, which was severely anemic last season. But before I get too into that, let's get on to our first 
Story of the day! As reported, the Houston Texans are making inquiries about the Randy Moss situation, and it's at perfect timing, with Green Bay already being rumored in taking interest in Randy and having some pretty serious conversations as per the general manager of Green Bay not wanting to play it up too much, but he did say that they were talking to sources inside say they were talking to Al Davis about the trade and of course his agent is very quiet this means to me that there's a deal pending and something is going on and they have to restructure Randy's contract of course 8.89 million I believe this season and 11 plus million next season uh, so that contract definitely has to be shrunk down a little bit so Randy can move on Candy can move on anyways and get out of here the nice thing about that is the Houston Texans are making inquiries as well. They have put David Carr, their quarterback, number one pick in 2002, on the market. He has been shopped, but guess what? Nobody's buying. No inquiries about David Carr. Uh, for good reason. He was sacked last season 46 times. Now, you think that's his fault? Possibly. I doubt it, though. David Carr, one thing he's, he knows for sure is a weak offensive line. Why he would come to Oakland? He'd come to Oakland because it ain't any worse in Houston, but he'd be used to running for his life. I don't think that's a very good choice. However, if we did pick him up for a first and a second round pick, you know Al's not going to let Randy Moss go. He's going to get as much as he can for this guy. And if Houston's really to step up and make it happen, that would be great because it could force the trade with Green Bay and quarterback Aaron Rodgers, which I think would be a better pickup for us, even though he hasn't shown any experience, had any really, but he's been in the NFL, been in the system, just like Lane Kiffin's West Coast offense, I believe. And he's been practicing with one of the best premier quarterbacks of this century. So check it out. We might be in a bidding war for Candy Moss. I love it. I just love it. Now, I'll tell you this. Kid Kiff has yet to call a single play in the NFL. But so far, the moves he's made and the people he's picked up right now have uh, put us in a very good place, much better than last season. And the best thing about it all is it's at a bargain basement price. I don't mean bargain basement players. I mean very good deal for the players that we picked up. Now... You might say, hey, we didn't get the premier players. Hey, nobody got a premier player. Like the 49ers paid $80 million over eight years for a Bills player, a DB, a quote-unquote shutdown corner. We shall see next season. $80 mil. That's the kind of money I knew Al Davis was not going to have come down. I knew that I was not going to spend that kind of money. And, well, what can I say? 1-800-620-7181. That's 800-620-7181. Throw us a bone! Get on the bone line. Give us a bone. Tell us what you think. What's happening? I'm getting people on the bone line. You guys are shaking it down. I'm loving it. Okay, well, let's look at some of our free agent signings. The autumn wind is a pirate, blustering in from sea. With a rollicking song, he sweeps along, 
swaggering boisterously. Of course, Dominic Rhodes, hero of last year's Super Bowl, playing for the Indianapolis Colts, seven years of experience. He is an inside power runner. One of the things we were supposed to get with Lemont Jordan, but we didn't get it last season, and a lot of the blame was on the offensive line. I say that's bullshit because his stutter step killed me. And anybody who's watched him, come on, come on, be honest with yourself. Anyways, Dominic Rhodes, 5'9", 203 pound, running back. He signed a two-year deal with the Oakland Raiders. Uh, we did see his, if you looked at his um, interview or his video, quote-unquote, you know, what can you take out of a video from a newly signed player? He hasn't even stepped in the locker room yet, and they're asking him all kinds of deep questions. You know what? Everybody's going to be happy to be on a new team because he's got a new boss. When you get a new job, what are you going to say? Ah, well, you know, I'm not sure if I want to be here or not. Of course you're not. You're going to say, I love it. It's the best thing that ever happened. Best thing since sliced bread. You know, what are you going to say? This conversation is very hollow. I'm sure he's a happy guy. Seems to be a very good guy. Of course, he had, did have a DUI just recently, and the Raiders have protected themselves in the contract situation from that, of course, and paying out too much money when he, if he's going to be in the Huskow or Lil Jail. I don't think so. I think he'll probably get out of it. But nonetheless, the Raiders have protected themselves. The best signing I see so far are two of them. Tony Stewart, a tight end, and Justin Griffin, a fullback. We finally have someone who is an actual fullback playing the fullback position at 5'11", 232 pounds. Here's a guy, Justin Griffin. We had a three-deal signing deal with him. He played four years with, of course, the Falcons. Primarily a blocking back. However, he has great hands and he's good out of the backfield, which does play into the West Coast offense type of football. And, of course, one other thing which is great, Greg Knapp and Tom Gable know him very, very well, which bodes well for our offense because he'll be able to work right into the scheme, I'm sure, that they were using in Atlanta, that type of playing. Now, they're very familiar with him and have nothing but positive things to say, I'm sure. Once again, it's kind of a, yeah, welcome to Oakland. You're good. We're good. Everybody's good. However, I will tell you this. I'm very happy about this pickup. Because we have a fullback like Richie, remember? And Justin Fargus might show us some real magic if he gets to blow through that secondary. That would show some great things. Plus, he has great hands. He can catch balls out of the backfield. And he's very hungry for a new start. And I believe Oakland is a good place for him. Now, this other guy, Tony Stewart, tight end, six foot five, 258 pounds. Can you say, monster? I can say it. I love it. I just love it. This 20-year-old has seven years of experience in the NFL, and we got him from the Bengals. And, of course, we will be using him as a tight end because his hands have got to be better than Courtney Anderson or anyone else we've had on our team. That is for sure. Plus, he's a big, tall guy. Now, we haven't had a very good tight end in a long time. It's time for us to fill this position. This could be our answer. We got a good deal on him, too. Very, very shrewd of Al Davis to make this trade or make this acquisition. And Kiff was right in there, I'm sure. But, you know, you can see Al Davis's fingers all over this stuff. Here's an interesting signing. Fred Wakefield. And get this. Six foot seven, 
319 pounds of rumbling, bumbling football player. I hate to see this guy coming after me. If I was trying to guard the tight end, holy mackerel. Talk about the hole he'd put in. Seven years of experience out of Arizona. He was an undrafted free agent for them, and he played for them in that capacity. But he also played as a defensive end, and he did very well at that as well. He signed us with us as a tight end, but he also has played offensive line. You think? I think so. He's big as a house. Of course, he's played offensive line. These signings have been great signings for the Oakland Raiders. They have not cost us an arm and a leg and given us some very, very needed room in the cap as far as signing our free agent, I mean our, our drafted positions this season. I am jacked about these signings. And then, of course, we've signed Don Johnson. Sounds like Miami Vice, huh? Defensive line coach. And he coached last two years for the Bears. You think their defense was okay? Yeah, I love it. Of course they were okay. They were great. One of the best defenses in the NFC, without a doubt. I'm sure he had his fingers on that, too. He will join Rob the Mob Ryan, in the defensive side of the ball and help to bolster up our defensive line and get some kick as we need it in that front four, especially with our 4-3 scheme. Um, we're going to need some help, and that is where we're going to be going. Looks like most of our free agent signings came with a very reasonable price tag. Some of the people out there paying some humongous dollars. I mean, way, way too much dollars for free agents this year. And I just can hardly freaking believe it. Okay, here we go. Let's see, where will Candy Moss end up? cares where Randy goes as long as he goes. We don't care where he goes as long as he goes. Get him out of Oakland. I don't want him to see him in the AFC West, of course, but take him out of here. We need to get him out of the locker room. So now we can look a little bit clearer now at what our possibilities for draft is. Now, way back when, when we started talking about this free agency and the draft and Jamarcus Yes, I will call him what I see him. The Pillsbury throw boy, Jamarcus Russell, the guy with very poor drive, the guy that left, went to the combine, and he was overweight, fat, didn't throw. Uh, you know what? I don't care what they show him. He's show him at LSU, the LSU uh, tryout. The guy just did not have it. And I would hate to spend that first-round money, especially when you're talking about the first eight picks, their money is big. It's huge. It's fantastically huge. And how would you like to have that sucked out of your team and have absolutely nothing to show for it? I'm still not down with the Jamarcus Russell pick. <clears throat> I know a lot of people are. I really would like to lean towards Calvin Johnson. If you do pick up Aaron Rodgers or Aaron Rodgers, as some people like to say, I think he'd be a great choice. I've never seen him throw. Evidently, he did a pretty good job. Green Bay picked him up pretty early in the round, first round, actually, for them. So <clears throat> we could have a quarterback there. 
and then draft a quarterback in the second round, take Calvin Johnson in the first round. And if we got a couple more for Randy Moss, we might get two first-round picks. That would be lovely to see. Um, but we shall see what happens. It's starting to get a little clearer. I think the Calvin Johnson situation looks like it might prove to be fruitful. I would love to see it. And like I said before, Drew Stanton is the hidden diamond here in this lump of coal or this of this train just, you know, he is the diamond in the rough. This guy here, I think, would be what we need as far as a quarterback goes. There are other quarterbacks, of course. Cannot want, he will not be the owner quarterback in the draft. And I do believe, too, like I said before, Andrew Walter has got to have an opportunity with the weapons we have, with the Newberry deal, with some more movement on the offensive line, and, of course, the new play and new coaching staff, I'm telling you, watch Andrew Walter go because he does have an insane rocket arm every bit as strong as Jamarcus Russell. No, no, no. Don't give me that. I've heard it. I hear you guys out there right now. And if you watch any of his films, you will see it be so, my friend, because it is the truth. The guy we have, Andrew Walter, broke all of Elway's records, and he can do it here with the Raiders. He just has to have an opportunity to make it happen. And with Kid Kiff, it's totally possible we could use one veteran QB and another rookie, and off we go into the horizon. Um, but things will get clearer. Things are going to get a lot clearer here. I think the Raiders are finally finished with their free agency. I think that they're done with the picks that they're going to make. And I think that we're going to be looking for trades right now for some people. Do not be surprised if you see Lamont Jordan on the training block in some type of deal. This is not an unheard of situation. We could get rid of him. It would hurt us in the cap, but with Dominic in the back, who knows? Jordan can't carry the load and neither can Dominic. That's why people are saying that's going to be the gruesome twosome. But you have to throw Justin Fargus in there. I think our backfield is looking very strong. And definitely our blocking backfield is looking very strong. I love it. We needed the blocking last season and did not get it. This year it looks like they're preparing for that. And I love it. <laughs> As you should too, Raider Nation. Things are looking up, baby. I just freaking love it. And the fact that we can get rid of Moss, and of course, the Jerry Porter situation. Let me address that right now. Jerry Porter has become, all of a sudden, Mr. Nice Guy. Where were all these people when he was getting punked by every single person I see on the internet uh, when he was talking about complaining about wanting to be traded and how he didn't want to play and how the whole thing with... Um, with our shell came down and boy, now everyone's going, well, maybe, well, maybe. Well, I told you guys this last year. I said, you know, the reason he's not playing is because the playbook is bullshit. And Tom Walsh is a punk ass flapjack flipping biatch. Okay. And he wasn't taking no guff from anybody. Art shell was just a hammerhead, of course. And that's the way it was going to happen. And look what happened in the season. It was a very dysfunctional organization, and it has changed tenfold. 180 people, 180 in the office, 
180. The only thing left hanging from the old regime is the turd named Lombardi. Yes, hanging around Uranus. You know what I'm saying? Well, not my anus. But anyways, Lombardi is still folding jock straps. Uh, I hope they get a new GM because that's what they really need um, to be up on top. I don't mean Amy Trask is the bomb. And let me hit on this too right now. Commitment to Excellence Dinner. Randy's got, of course, the video. We're working on it. Should be out any moment. Right, Randy? Huh? Should be out any moment. Commitment to Excellence Dinner. We uh, got a chance to talk with Stuart Schwaggart. That was fun. It was a great event. Blitzchick was there. The Raider cast was there. We had Raider boosters from all across the country there. It was a great event. And Naomi, what a class act, man. That guy is nothing but class. Very, very cool. Very humble. A genuine individual. Not afraid of the public. Not a cocky, uh, you know, it's all about me guy. Just a class act. And it was nice to see him there. Willie Brown was in there. He had a great speech about Naomi. Uh, they have a very good working relationship. And he expects to see him in more Pro Bowls. And yes, he did make the Pro Bowl. He did not make the plane to the Pro Bowl because the NFL is a bunch of bullshit. And they, of course, let the Raiders players, they don't care. You know what? The NFL don't care about Jack. And you know what? I'm going to go on a freaking tangent right now because I haven't been on one in so freaking long. Screw the NFL for having NFL Network football games. They had eight games last season. And you know what? That screwed you and it screwed me. I'll tell you why. Because not everybody can afford the NFL ticket. Not everybody's going to pop out the money for the NFL at the whatever amount it costs, 80 bucks for the year, $110 for the year, whatever it is, on top of your normal cable bill to see eight shitty games and whatever else they want to put on there. Okay? Remember, it's the NFL. It's all their propaganda. And you know they hate the Raiders. Why would I put down a penny for them punk-ass biatches? Anyway, the fact that they get eight games each season, and that's just the beginning, folks. We got to stop this crap. You can stop it by not subscribing to their bullshit. I'll tell you right now, it is bullshit. It's bullshit for the hardworking guy that works his balls off all week long and wants to see football on Sunday and can't because he's got to pay more money to the NFL Network who are a bunch of fat cat billionaires to begin with. That's bullshit and it's fucked up, excuse my French. And I think it's bullshit also that they get a whole eight games. They should have started off with maybe... Two games. How about three games to see what happens? Eight games? That's bullshit. And it takes it away from the people who want to see them. And they're going to stab themselves in the frickin' foot. And they're going to lose shares in media. They're going to lose fans because people will just have enough of paying. Because I'll tell you right now, to see a football game ain't cheap, folks. And now they want to screw you in your own living room? Screw them. Screw the NFL in the ass with their eight-game uh, season that you can't see unless you pay them the money. That's just bullshit. They should stick to what they do best and organize the game. And you know what? Spend that freaking money on taking care of those zebras and making sure they know their freaking job. Okay, that's out. That's about it for me on that subject. Bullshit. Okay, well, here we go. We got to get in. Sorry, Randy, but we got to hit the Raider Nation.
podcast form. have hit the boards pretty hard okay you've hit it hard and i love it thanks for bringing them in and thanks for the comments and we're just gonna hit them right now randy's grinding his teeth as i speak i am sure i love it okay there are no apologies (laughs) what do you say randy yeah i know cny raider fan comes in with al I just read an interview with Fox Sports with Jerry Porter, and I just thought that I would put a quote out about Al that Jerry had stated. Jerry says, I just found this year that Mr. Davis is approachable. Well, go figure. I was never the person to go up into his office and complain or ask for anything like that. I just didn't know that it was approachable as he is. This year I sat down to talk with him at least three times already. It shocked me. Had I known that, I may have done something different last year. And now, we basically talk football. He is a brilliant football mind. Talking to him, you get so much insight on the football from back in the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Everybody who says whatever they say about him, just sit down with them for 10 minutes, and it'll change your mind. Well, there you go. Even Jerry Porter can be uh, reasonable in that. And I'm glad you finally talked to Al Davis. I find that very hard for me to believe, but maybe you're just a hammerhead and you didn't want to go to the boss. That's fine. Um, But I'm glad you're on board. And that to me is the most important thing. The rest of it is water under the bridge, like my daddy used to say. Raider Rick, my buddy, Raider Rick. Great Raider fan comes in, Drew Stanton. Here's a guy, Raider Rick and I are on the same page. I also want to see what the nation thinks of Drew Stanton. I think he's an excellent option for us as well in the second round. He has a strong arm, intelligent, good size, and I think one of the top three QBs in this draft for sure. Absolutely. Everybody check the Drew Stanton information out there, and you'll see exactly what Raider Rick is talking about. I think this would be a great pickup. The Silver Bullet! Comes in, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah! This just in, Dominic Rhodes has signed. Now that's a move we can get behind. Freaking awesome. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. When Dominic Rhodes signed, everybody I knew was like, what? What? Especially the haters. No, he didn't. Did he really? What is he thinking? I just freaking love it. Juan Jorge comes in free agency. Of course, I love the Rhodes deal and do agree that it was a steal. We also picked up two tight ends and re-signed Alvis Witted. Yuck. And we picked up Justin Griffith. I love that. I love that fullback. Thank God we got him. The tight ends are Fred Wakefield, who is an NFL.com says is a hell of a good blocker and forwarder bangle. Tony Stewart. The Raiders are on the move. 
So there you go. The Raiders are on the move, and they'll be moving even more. Now, I know they re-signed Alvis Witted. Can somebody please tell me why? Can someone tell me why? <laughs> There's got to be a song. Tell me why. Someone's got to tell me why we signed Alvis Witless. I can't stand that guy. Not not personally. He's just a bad football player. Ugh. Anyway, let me get into it. Rhetoric comes in again with Justin Griffith. I like the signing. 5'11", 232 pounds of muscle that can block and catch. That's a big point. Now... What do we do with Crockett? Hmm, I don't know. I think it's time for Crockett to retire. He's about there anyway. Does what he has uh, left in the tank warrant playing and taking up a roster spot? Hmm, I don't think so. Griffin is only 27. And I think, uh, unfortunately, I like Zach Crockett, man. I love that guy. Uh, but I think his time might be uh, up in Oakland. We'll see what happens, but I, I think so. They haven't let him go yet, though, so who knows what the plans are. We have to wait and see. Raider Mike. Free agent signing. I am happy with the signing so far, except Elvis Witted. What the fuck is that? I agree. I can't stand it. Raider Mike, I am with you, man. I didn't like that guy from the beginning. And why Archell put him up in that position and let him play all season is still a humongous mystery, along with the pyramids, might never be solved. Raider Vargas a.k.a. Willie Vargas. Randy, Randy, Randy. Oh, man, this dude got me sick and tired of his shit. He's a great player, but if he doesn't want to play in the silver and black, then he needs to roll his ass and get out of Dodge. Hopefully, with the draft come good things, because Lord knows we need it. Raider Nation, for life! Absolutely, man. Raider Vargas, I am with you very, very much. Randy will be out of the silver and black before the first ball is snapped. That is true. And here's another one. Adam the Rookie. I love you, man. You are great. He says so much with so little. Adam the Rookie comes in with Alvis. What the fuck? That's all he has to say. I love it. Alvis Witless hit the road. Raider Rico, Dominic Rhodes. Wow. Who would have thought that would pick up this guy? Nobody. But it's just like the Raiders to stay quiet, then burst out with a huge signing of a superstar player. That's so true, man. That's an Al Davis thing all over it. I was stoked about next season. I am stoked about next season already with the progress made in the offseason. It's just getting better and better. And we got him for a hell of a deal. $7.5 million for two years. I just hope his off-the-field problems don't hurt us. Uh, I don't think so. He's not a troublemaker. Uh, not big time, man. Just look at the bungles. They got plenty of those guys. Mike Lowry, Raider, 18 PSL. Tight end. Now we need to find a good a tight end, and then we're good. We do have a good tight end. We just got one. We got two, actually. Raider Frank. Bam! 
There's a plan from my last podcast. Everyone's wondering what the plan was. It didn't look like we had one. Hmm, he says. Maybe there is a plan. Go Raiders. Raider Frank, another face I miss in the crowd, man. I miss you, dude. You're a good Raider fan, great friend. Cuban Gangsta comes in. Griffin, free agent. I think Justin Griffin is going to be big for our offense. Absolutely. We finally have a fullback that can block and can also run and catch. I love it. I think he has some connection with Knapp and Cable from Atlanta. Yes, he does. So the transition to our offense will be easier for him. He's only 26 years old, and he could, he could be here for a while. So we don't need a fullback now, and a running back seems to be in good shape. Maybe we'll keep Crockett around, the short yardage guy, or a backup fullback or running back. Right receivers, we have Porter, Curry, Cabriel, and Morant uh, on the rise, of course, and we're set there. As for tight end, we got Tony Stewart. Yes! He's a good blocker, and I don't know if he's much of a receiving threat. Yes, he is. He has great hands. The guy is a backup at best. We should draft a receiving tight end in the second round if Greg Olson is there. He won't be there. He'll go in the first. Uh, that's what I'm hearing. All we need is a QB, tight end, and offensive line, and we're looking pretty good. We shouldn't forget about the defense either. As Big Al says, they were good, not great. However, they will be better over time. We really have to lock up Asama. They did already. He's a cornerstone of this defense. You bet he is. I hope nobody goes after Trent Green so the Chiefs cut him and we can get him. That's still up in the air. We could still get that. They probably drained him to Dolphins for a seventh rounder. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> Damn it. I hate the Chiefs. I love it. I love you guys. If I haven't told you, I love the Raider Nation. Okay, here we go. Robert Moorhead. Tokai Japan Outpost. New Nutless Boat. <laughs> Okay, here we go. It looks like the Bolts are getting new uniforms. Oh, man, are they weak. Tighter-fitting pants to make up for their lack of nuts. Always the clueless team. They're not going for the one uniform they never should have abandoned, the original powder blue units with the white helmets. Having the number on the helmet was very classy. Instead, they're coming up with something new that's sort of like the original units, but not so similar that they can't drag out the original ones for the old throwback days. I am so sick of throwback days and other BS attempts to get fans to buy more gear. A frickin' men. The San Diego article correctly noted that only two teams haven't changed their their uniforms in years. The Bears and the Raiders. Both teams have classic looks. But the Bears sometimes drawing out that ugly-ass orange jersey. I mean, they are ugly. Even uglier than Rex Grossman in the Super Bowl. Ouch! The Raiders, a classic look. If fans want a throwback jersey, let them buy a jersey with the name of a great player on it. Don't pretend that Tomlinson played alongside Lance Allworth, that's for sure. Besides, a classy jersey is safer than shelling out your cash on a jersey that might have some schmuck's name on it. Got a Jeff George in your closet? A Kerry Collins 
a Larry Brown, a Daryl Russell. You might be able to smoke Russell's jersey and get a buzz, though. And yes, there seems to be a plan. Don't blow your wad on overpriced players and spend wisely on key players. Cool. Is it September yet? Man, Robert, you are so much on the ball. You know what? I never saw a single Kerry Collins jersey in the Coliseum the whole time he played. I did not see one number five anywhere in the parking lot or the stands. I kind of think that shows a lot. Absolutely. There'll be a lot of Randy Moss jerseys going up for sale on eBay, I'm sure. Or polishing cars and waxing boats. That's for sure, too. The Asian persuasion. It's happening. It's coming along really well for our Red Nation. I'm okay that we didn't get the big money free agents. Not that we had the money to begin with. Not even if we did. Most of these guys should have got a league minimum. Our best signing was Dominique Rhodes. The Jordan Rhodes rotation is going to be brutal. Throw Fargus in the mix. Let Crocus do his best short running yardage. Finally, a fullback, Justice Griffith, with the online coach by Tom Cable. All of a sudden, we got a metal-tipped battering ram. I love it! Raiders! Yeah, you know, the backfield's looking good. We got to see the offense, but if they got a passing offense like a West Coast style, these guys are going to be running all over, blocking all over, and catching all over the field. I love it. Give our quarterback somewhere to get the ball out. That's for sure, unlike last season. Raiders 46, classic look. I agree, the silver and black is a classic look. That's the way Al Davis wanted it. I remember hearing Al say, and I'm wildly paraphrasing here, no matter where you go, if you see silver and black, you will know the team. So... So are the Bears, for that matter, no matter what year it is, you know when the team with the dark blue jerseys and those rounded numbers comes on the field, it's the Bears. I was also a big fan of the Bears' safety, Doug Plank, the guy who Rob's daddy named 46 defense after. What a hitter. That guy could really lay the number on the receiver. Back in the day when tight ends were the biggest guys out in the pattern, he did that coverage and laid him low. We got a tight end brutal. 319 pounds? That's killer big. Anyway, as far as our old jerseys go, I'll stick with the classic 46, and I'm going to get around to pick up a Daryl Monica jersey one of these days, the only number three for the Raiders. Well, I'll keep my 32 Jack Tatum because I just love that guy. I love the way he played. I love his attitude. And... uh that's all I got to say about that. Radius 46 comes in. And another thing. I got to thinking about the PS after my last post. And another thing. The Raiders have pretty bad luck trading for marquee players. Well, not really. We've had pretty good luck trading for marquee players. The only ones who've come up um, to mind are Ted Hendricks, Jim Pluckett, Lyle Alzado, and Bill Romanowski. Well, those are the ones I was thinking of. Guys who had done some things with the other teams, but were thought to be washed up or over the hill. Randy Moss, case in point. I recommend looking back at the old drafts. Uh, www.raiders.com.history.draft. History JSP. Lately, the Raiders have 
had mixed luck at best at number one picks. Look at the drafts of the past. The meat of the great teams we have had were made from the middle rounds. Just take a minute. That's a trip down memory lane. Where is the personnel decision-making when we need it? The guys have got to be cerebral, but also got to have heart. Yeah, they do. They got to be cerebral. They got to have heart. And they can have both things. And you don't have to get them in the first round. Absolutely, you got to get them in the middle rounds. Because that's where we get our meat. And Michael Huff was nothing to shake a stick at last year and will get better this year and watch him roll. He was a hard-hitting guy, and watch out because he's going to get bigger and badder. We had a great year last year in the draft. I think we did a very good job, and I think we'll do a better job this year with our coaching staff. He says, P.S., I don't think we've seen the last of Jeff George. I did <laughs> I did not like him as a QB in this league. Don't make, get me wrong. He's no bad mad bomber the way LaMonica was. Jeff was more of a mad pick thrower. Yeah, that's right. He got picked every time he threw the ball. In style of his last-minute desperation performances like Jim Harbaugh and Scramble Runningham, Jake Plummer in Arizona and Jim Kelly back in the day, he's better working in the system like the Raiders or the Redskins than working around the system like he did playing the Chuck and Duck with the Colts or the Falcons. I think he'll be around like Brad Johnson, Randall Cunningham, and Drew Brees, Jeff Garcia, and all the seasoned veterans riding the pine waiting for the time when the young first-round starter gets, gets his block knocked off. I don't see Jeff George anywhere in the picture, my friend. Raider 46, I'm telling you, Jeff George is not in the picture. I don't want to see him. I don't want to hear from him. And that's the last time I'm going to mention him on this podcast because I couldn't stand to see him throw for our team. One more down. Jeff, the headless George, no thanks. I don't care. I don't care. He's too old, and he wasn't good when he was young. Daniel Wheatley comes in. Can't wait. First of all, I would like to say I'm proudly representing my silver and black here in Donkey Land. I'm here on vacation visiting my father, who is a Southern California transplant, who lives in Donkey Land and loves giving donkey fans shit anytime they deserve it. Second, I can't wait for the draft, training camp, and oh, yes, the regular season. How many, how many games do you think we'll win? I'm not sure, but it has to be more than two, right? You bet it better be. I was extremely pleased to see the signing of Rhodes. My girlfriend happens to be a Colts fan, and I've been very, very familiar with Rhodes for a few years now. Two things that concern me. One, he used to have a fumbling problem that seemed to have cleared up. Yes, he did. He recently got a DUI uh, only a month ago after the Super Bowl. Yes, he did. For his sake and ours, I hope it, it's not become a routine. I don't believe so. Finally, I was up late last night because going from beautiful, hot Southern California to mid-60s Denver will do that to you. And I was watching Lost Treasures on the NFLN around 4.45 a.m. Mountain Time. And they were talking about celebs who followed football back in the day. And they showed a clip of the Raiders during the 60s. And behold, the great Apollo Creed, a.k.a. Carl Weathers, was a Raider. Well, yeah, he was a Raider. And I don't have any stats about this guy. Hang on a second. Let me get this little thing here and check it out. 
Well, Daniel, Randy did some uh, research about Carl Weathers, and this is what, a.k.a. Apollo Creed, this is what he had to say. He did a pretty good job. He did a Google search, and he found out that Carl Weathers played for the Raiders, and that was the only team he played for. He was an undrafted free agent, a linebacker, and he only played eight NFL games, seven games in 1970 and one in 1971. After that, he joined the CFL in 1971, BC Lions, and played through 73, 18 games total, retired in 74 to become an actor. And he played, of course, Apollo Creed and Rocky in 1975. And that is our walk down memory lane. Thank you so much, Raider Nation. I know there's a lot on this podcast. It's a long one. Well, there you go. We'll be looking forward to changes around the league and, of course, the ones that affect us the most. Raider Nation, you have a lot to be psyched up about because the Raiders are making a move, not like those two pump chumps out there in the 32 other teams in the NFL doing jack. Unlike the Broncos that pissed me off because they're getting some good picks, but that don't mean crap when it comes down to the game. When it comes down to game day, sometimes it's all about who plays with more heart. I love it. We need to play with more heart next season. It looks like we've got a couple of new transplants, so I love it. Looking forward to any more news, and it will be coming your way on the Raider Nation podcast. 1-800-620-7181. Throw me a bone. Throw me a bone, will you? We'll be listening for it. You guys be good. Be safe. This is Raider Greg. I am out. Out.